money back. Money back? Well, they're not paying for it, are they? No. All right. That's Sean, and I'm Carrie. Sean used to be a cop, but now he's not, and I write books for a living. She does. And she is New York Times and international best-selling author. And that makes me have cred. The most incredible woman ever. Oh, Sean's the most incredible woman ever too. Anyways, <laughs> we start every podcast with a little random thought. Sometimes in the car. Sometimes in bed. Sometimes in the kitchen. Sometimes in the restaurant. Sometimes in the woods. Wherever we are. <laughs> We're random. And then we get a little bit more uh, intellectual. Sometimes. <laughs> but not always. With a dog tip for life where our dogs join us and also a writing tip of the pod or that's vice right. versa. Maybe? That's vice versa, but that's okay. All right, man. We're random and cool. So thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoy it. The, the notes that go with this podcast are on my blog, Carrie Jones Book.blog. And there's all kinds of other interesting stuff there, too, isn't there? Love. Pictures of Sean. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to start a radio station? Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. I do want to start a radio station. Honey, no, don't. We're doing a random thought. It's random thought in the camper. Along with some Jerry's ice cream. And since Sean was like, oh, you're doing a random thought, I'll eat. When so many people have problems with the sounds of eating. <laughs> Especially you. Especially me. <laughs> okay, whatever. No, most people don't know that. They do now, but it's not bad. I've no, I don't. I don't get into rages. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. Still does, kind of. No, I used to when I was a little, when I was a kid, like in high school. My mom would be eating, and I could not handle any sound of eating. And my mom was a really quiet, polite eater. Yeah, but like. She was the one who triggered me about it, like, so hard. Uh, I can I can see that. But, you know, she was a terrible sandwich eater, honestly. <laughs> she would have these salmon, orange, tuna fishy things. It's like tuna fish, but it's in a can. Made out of canned salmon? Yes, made oh, out of canned salmon. Nice. And she'd mix it all up with her mayonnaise, because she liked mayonnaise and oh, not wow. Miracle Whip. She liked Hellman's real mayonnaise, because it had the word real in it. Mayonnaise. And mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. My mom also said bathroom for bathroom. No, she did not. Yeah, she did. You can ask Gam. Oh like, God. my mom would be like, do you have to go to the bathroom? And you'd be like, why did you suddenly turn British? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? It was so funny. She was like, ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She read too many Regency romances or something. I'm not sure. But anyways, it's random thought time in the camper. Yeah. That's the sound of Gabby sighing. These dogs are acting weird to me. Yeah. So I think they're going to eat us in our sleep. I think they might. <laughs> so Sean had ginger saps, which he's fortunately not eating currently. And Sparty was like... I had liberal sharing with these dogs. He shared. I really did. But Sparty, when he's trying to get food, goes into this perfect sit without... Oh, he's... <laughs> Party. And it's like, and, and it's like, that stupid dog. Hey, Gabby. Hi. I don't know if we 
Why not? Because it's so random. It's perfect. But you gotta <laughs> tell everybody why we're laughing. No, I'm not. Yes. No, you tell everybody. Gabby won't care. <laughs> I'm currently eating, I, eating ice cream. Which you shouldn't so be doing. Sparty's got me like boxed into a corner. <laughs> and Gabby was coming to join him. Like, which she is now, yeah. to literally cut off any escape path I may have had. But as she came towards me, she had a duck under the table, and she lifted her head right up into the table. So we're not laughing at her and her possible pain, because it didn't hurt her. No. But every day when we take her for a walk, she runs into the same sign on the street. She with her head. Like, every so time. Now, it's like... She, <laughs> she just runs into crap all the time. Oh, I do too, baby. But mine's for a reason. I don't know what your reason is. <laughs> Things going blind? No. I don't know. No, because no. it's always on top of her. It's always on top of her. Even the science, she scraps it across the top of her body. Maybe she just thinks she's short like me. <laughs> when she's tall like you. <gasps> what? Oh, she gave me a ball. <laughs> I guess that means you're right, love. You I interpreted so. her exactly. Oh, <laughs> so I was going to talk about something interesting, but well, I forgot were. what it was. Because it's that random. Oh, I read this article. I read an article <laughs> this morning, and it said that you're supposed to wake up. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obviously, you want to wake up. <laughs> but when you wake up, shut up. When you wake up, you're supposed to work then. Like, don't exercise first. Right. No, I'm sorry. You're supposed to have protein. And then you're supposed, <laughs> yeah. and then you're supposed to work. And you're supposed to work for like three hours. And don't check your email or social media or have any input coming into you. It's all about your output. And you're supposed to like journal in the beginning of it about what your expectations are for the day and of yourself and of your life. And then you just get down into your serious heavy duty work. And then for your lunch break, that's when you go and do your exercise. And then you come back and maybe, maybe you still have another two to three hours in you, but maybe not. But you might be able to focus again and that's when you like check your email and do all that other stuff too <laughs> why are you laughing because i said protein no oh your mouth is i'm open. laughing at the whole thing i'm just wondering if when you buy into that program a wardrobe comes along with it like black skinny jeans flannel <laughs> 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 a shirt and suede shoes or something well it certainly doesn't seem like it's a program catered to people who have nine to five jobs realities Do of life man this man i believe works in the library or something oh. um okay. and I think that it doesn't truly cater to people who, like, if you're a cop, you can't, like, be like, hey, man, I'm going to work my first three hours. I'm not going to answer any email. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a crime? Oh, 345. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, if I send an email to somebody at the library, they better not wait three hours if I can read their email and answer me. Anyways, the point is that it doesn't work for everybody, but I thought it was so funny. It is funny. Yeah. Because I work better in the morning. Most people do, supposedly. Are you going to eat that whole ice cream that yeah, you bought for me? Uh-huh. I bought a few. It was a ruse. What do you call it? You always do that. A ruse. He always does that. 
He's like, baby, I got you Ben and Jerry's mug. And then I like have one bite or two. I gave you two. And then big ones. And then he puts it away. And then he can't he don't eat all the ice cream. And then he takes it out again. Then he puts it away. And then I look, and the ice cream is gone. Every time. Uh uh-uh. uh the magic I always tell you when it's gone. You don't have to look. <laughs> so sad. But I mean, I don't think you told anybody why I had to go to the grocery store and get the ice cream all by myself. Because I was sick today. <laughs> why are you sick today? Because sometimes people get sick. Writing tip of the paw. <laughs> you do that so well, baby. I just try to do a little different every time. Every time. So uh, today we're going to talk about backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. What's your backstory, babe? Well, you know. <laughs> I was raised by a single mom. Left home when I was thirteen and a half. Lived on the streets. Got addicted to heroin when I was 16. He's lying. I am lying. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, actually. No, and that's not your real backstory. It's way more interesting than my backstory. No, your backstory is interesting. (laughs) But asking someone, hey, say that. Say, hey, what's your backstory? In a sexy way. Hey, baby. Yeah, I'm rich. What's your backstory? (laughs) So you hear it, right? It should be like a pickup line at a bar, yet it's somehow not a pickup line at any bar I have ever heard of, except maybe in a bar in a New Yorker cartoon or a <laughs> bar in a town where there's one of those MFA programs and writing literature for literary people who do literary things. And hopefully they only use it on like the fellow students if they run a doom at a bar. <laughs> I know, like, hey, hey baby. what's your backstory? I know, it sounds like you're talking about someone's butt, actually, when you say it that I, way. I wasn't going to say yeah, that, I, gotta, but I, I hear I it. Right. About it yeah. But it's a term that writers throw around all the time, and not as a pickup line, and not when they're talking about someone's gluteus maximus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically just means how we imagine our characters' lives before they are in the actual story that we're writing. So you could say, hey, as a pickup line, how do you feel about sharing some of your intimate, personal, historical data with me? <laughs> yeah, but that sounds even creepy. <laughs> that sounds like I'm a stalker and I want to know where you live, where you have lived, your credit score, your phone numbers, your mother's phone number. And that's not what I meant by personal. Because uh, none of that's story. It was the data that got me, actually. Well, I was trying to make it high tech. Oh, man, yeah. More, you could have, you're going to have those black skinny jeans soon. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Sorry. So here's the thing. How can you imagine that your character had a life before your story? It's like imagining your spouse had a life before you that wasn't totally completely centered around you or the prospect of someday meeting you. And us, our narcissistic people, have a hard time with that. But what? Uh, I can see that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you narcissistic people do. (laughs) But really, it's universal as a human being. I do believe. Do you want to say the cool Doctor Who quote? Do you know, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anybody who wasn't important? Stephen Moffat. Doctor Who, A Christmas Carol. My backstory is that a big part of my moral code comes from Doctor Who. <laughs> that is part of your backstory. Yeah, right. uh, and that 
is true that there's not one important person person who's not important somehow that's true right yeah everybody's important yeah um and that's interesting to me anyways according to a post on now novel there are three uses of backstory do you want to tell them i will tell them the right. one. developing the understanding of the characters like if your dad died of a heart attack in front of you and you couldn't save him then your character might have a savior complex <laughs> It helps the reader understand your character's motivations. Or your wives. For certain actions. Or your wives. Right. Two. It can heighten the stakes and the suspense. You were once addicted to dating cops. Cops were always bad for you. Will you date this one? No, you must not. <laughs> but you will. Three. It makes it more realistic, damn it. By the time you make it into a book, you're not going to be a blank slate, born out of Zeus's head or a clamshell, fully formed on page one. We all have prologues. We do all have prologues. So I was thinking, because we um, ran today, and we don't talk about running because we think it's boring, right? Yeah. And, like, no offense to all our friends who post on social media about their running all the time. For some of you, it's actually kind of interesting to me because I know it's a battle. But for a lot of you... Like us. But for a lot of you, I'm just like, yeah, like, okay, you ran a day. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. And the reason why you don't care partially i think is because there's no back story to their running posts you know what i mean oh oh right, right you know right. like the ones we care about are like the people who are like holy crud look at him go you know what i mean yeah. or like oh it's always been her dream to run a marathon and she fell down 18 times and you know she has bad knees but she's still doing it anyway like those people i'm like yeah you go girl but if I don't know the backstory of someone's running post and they're just telling me that they ran three miles in a 9.12 minute mile around which hole or something, mm -hmm. do you care? No. No, and books no. are like that too, right? Um, in stand-up books, ask how much backstory does a story need? And they answer their own question pretty simply, which is, if judged solely on complexity, the answer to how much backstory should I include would be enough to pay for the, for the reader's efforts. However, you also need to consider immersion. Whatever that means. <laughs> Sean's just staring. <laughs> that was the most... Generic answer. I'm still trying to figure it it's out. It's not mine. It's from backstory. I know. It's basically saying you don't want to give them so much backstory that you get bogged down in the forward motion of your plot. Right. Like you don't want a Facebook post that's eighty thousand pages long saying why you became a runner or why running one mile or one block is a big deal to you and go into how you. Uh, once tripped in first grade, and then in fourth grade you tripped again, and then you no, know what I, I mean. No, I know that for sure. But it needs to be enough that we actually care. Yep. So it's that balance, basically, and that's what's important. Gotcha. All right. So here's our advice. Number one. Don't be fake. So I always let Shawnee say that one because he really hates fake. Oh, don't pretend. Don't be pretend. No, man. Or don't pretend either, I guess. Yeah. 
We all know people who show up at a party, engage in small talk about absolutely nothing other than the weather, the traffic, where they were. Or that they ran a five-minute mile. <laughs> there is no underlayment. No, it's man. like they're a rug thrown on the floor. But if you touch that rug, it'll just slip away because there's nothing holding it in place. Backstory holds things in place. Do not let your characters be rugs. <laughs> Unless it's an erotic novel. Oh my gosh. So you want to ground those suckers with nails and staples if you have to and mod podge them to the floor and give them a life before you and now we've made it an erotic bondage novel. You kind of have. Because Carrie prefers the mod podge for the the psycho um, therapeutical advantages. Therapeutical? (laughs) Psychological. She sniffs glue. (laughs) But if you're nailing and stapling people and getting them high with Mod Pods, never mind, move on. Oh my gosh, number two. (laughs) Don't tell us everything about your characters. Like, I don't think you all needed to know that I have a slight addiction to Mod Podge. But. She's been on the wagon for a long time. Anyways, we don't need to know that your characters prefer Aquafina to pull in spring water or that they have an ingrow toenail when they were 24 any more than you really want to know about the guy at the party's hemorrhoid treatment, unless it's a really good hemorrhoid treatment or story. Be sparing in your details, right? Uh Don't make those details fake and, like, shallow. Right. bad story small talk. But also, don't overwhelm us with intricate little itty bitty bits that don't matter that's right they don't matter. make it relevant to the backstory yeah do you want to do the Stephen king quote sure right. the most important things to remember about backstory are that a everyone has a history and b most of it isn't very interesting <laughs> so mean. it's accurate though it's so mean though it's accurate but it's mean it's just like the running like, why do people run? I don't know. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, we ran it. Can we just have a moment about running? Sure, go ahead. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. We ran a lot. And it was my worst run ever because I was sick yesterday. Which Maybe because it was about. mostly on dirt, gravelly yeah. surface. I it don't was, know. It was like soft surface with rocks on it. And yeah, yeah I have the running shoes that don't have any soul so yeah. like every rock like has the potential to make me twist my ankle because I'm that wimpy yeah yeah like the actual art of running Carrie's shoes have no soul oh <laughs> 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 uh, it felt good when we were done right yeah it felt really good wise, I, mean, I felt like I was 95 years old but <laughs> but the thing is that Sean especially has never imagined that he would run very far or that he would occasionally look forward to running or that he would make the choice to go running rather than be forced to do it in like the criminal justice academy or something. That's right. That's right. And yet he's making those choices. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. No. You know what's cool? It's cool because, you know, we think we can't do things or that we would never choose to do things that could potentially be healthy for us or expand us or outside our comfort zone. Yeah. But then when we do them, we're like, holy crap. Sorry for my language. But, oh, my gosh. If we can do that, if I can be a runner, albeit not a very fast runner, but if I can be a slogger, a slow jogger. A a slogger with some distance. With some, yeah. Like, we slogged out nine miles right like if i can do that what else can i do that i think i can't 
Like, what are the steps to doing other weird, cool things that I never envisioned myself being able to do because my backstory is one of insecurity? I don't know, love. Well, it's not just me. It's everybody. I know. I understand. Yeah. You're just using yourself as a placeholder. Yeah, man. That's cool, right? It is. All right. Now I have more to say, but I think we're giving this a long time here. All right. Not to stop. No. Yeah. Dog. For life. <laughs> Sparty and Gabby are currently sleeping outside of the camper and being very good dogs. Mm-hmm. So, he said he didn't have anything to offer this afternoon. <laughs> really? But I had more to add about our running thing. Uh-huh. And that, I think I thought, had this same thought during our last two longer runs. And, and it was something like, boy, if I would have been such a, a wimp quitter when I was younger I'd be in a lot better shape now because <laughs> these as our runs get longer I find myself running through minor little inconveniences mm. pains or yeah. or or whatever and then they go away right but that would have been the thing to make me stop in the past right you know what I mean yeah you just gotta run through it but it's not even it's not ma- major stuff it's not like I'm blowing my knee out running through that no you know it's just a little Oh, I got a side cramp. Yeah. Almost every time we run, I say I'm going to vomit, and then I just run through it, and I don't. He does say he's going to vomit every single time, multiple times. No, I only said it once today, and we were actually done walking. Oh, that's right. I mean, we were walking. Yeah. And you said the same thing. I did. I felt really gross today. So, yeah, that's true, man. That, That relates to dog tips for life, man, because it's like, hey... It's like our dogs have really sad backstories. Like, they're both rescue dogs, right? Yeah. Um, Gabby was chained and malnourished her first year of life mm-hmm. and didn't grow properly, so she's in constant pain. And Sparty was a street dog. <laughs> we don't know what he was up to, honestly. Still is a street dog. <laughs> but, like, their backstory, when you tell people and take the time to tell it better than I just did right there, like, yeah. it makes people love them more. Yeah. But they also have journeyed through their doggy adversity to get a pretty cushy life where Gabby gets to bark at other dogs in the campground. And you can probably hear her in the distance right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any dogs out there, though. Well, you know Who what I knows? mean. She barks at everything. But you know what I mean? Like, that backstory and that, like, hey, go through your pans to get to what you want. For these guys, it'd be far more interesting than what they've had since they were rescued, right? Yeah, but you're... Not better qualities, it's more interesting. Yeah, but your running story is like that, too. We have to not give up, right? right? When it gets a little bit uncomfortable. Yep. That's you right. can't have that voice. That's why party. It's party does his bathroom while he's still walking. <laughs> yeah, Sparty is such a street dog that he pees and poops while still walking. He will not even stop. He won't stop because I don't know what happened, but I think he thinks he has to be on the move. Man. I think he's got to be constantly on the move. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's like he's in a, it's a bad defensive position when you got your pants down around your ankles, yeah, so that's, to speak. He's like, I gotta be ready to go, gotta that's be right. ready to go, gotta be ready. <laughs> Body. And you, apparently, he also currently believes you can never poop for too long in yes. the same area. You gotta straighten out and get some miles, and then lay down a second batch every time. Dogs are right. Are smarter than people is the only literary <laughs> podcast where we talk about our dogs' defecation. That's right. Hopefully. <laughs> hey, love. Now that people have. 
blessed us with their time and listened to our podcast, what other little tidbits should we tell them? Well, the music we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and is made available through the Creative Commons license. Artist in the song is Night Owl by Berg for Free. That sounds so 80s. Anyway, <laughs> it's cool. I like it. Got anything else going on in your world? All the writing tips are at carriejonesbooks.blog. I just released a book called In the Woods with Steve Waddell. It's creepy. It's a little horrifying. And it's a little romantic. Ooh, that's Yeah, cool. and it's a summer buzz book from Publishers Weekly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? I have you a Patreon. Say, oh, yeah. That's... You can find us on social media. The Patreon's a great way to read a book that's never been published by you. Yes. Only Patreon people get to read it, right? Oh, yeah, Subscribers, man. I mean. And you get special content. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can get special gifts, too, right? I do. I send out art. Carrie Jones paintings, which are all beautiful. And books sometimes. Yeah. Signed. Signed by me. Sean. <laughs> Just kidding. What do you want to tell people, honey bunny? I don't know. Just Thanks. thank you. Oh, Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe and share. Yeah, you said that oh. at the beginning, but we can say it twice. Can we say it 87 times so people really do? They'll probably just shut it off after like the <laughs> 80th one at least. Like, subscribe, share. Like, subscribe, share. Like, subscribe, share. Like, subscribe, share. No. Get out and live your life. Yes. No matter what. The whole point of Dogs Are Smarter Than People in this podcast is to try to make your life a tiny bit better for at least two seconds, in which you're like, at least we're not them, buddy. At least we're not them. That's that's all. That's a good one. People always have that outlook. <laughs> at least we're not them. <laughs> Having fun. I love you. I love you. Okay.